Fresh from mandatory minicamp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Logan Robinson of BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, joins me on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, writer for BucksGameDay.com. My co-host, James Yarko, the deputy editor of BucksNation.com. Not here, but you can find him on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks. You can find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at Locked on Bucks. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked on Podcast listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings, so use the promo code Locked On at checkout. Joining me now here on the Locked on Bucks podcast, Logan Robinson on Twitter at Logan's Twitty. Make sure you throw him a follow if you don't already. Founder and owner at Noel Game Day and Bucks Game Day, powered by Sports Illustrated, of course. BucksGameDay.com, where I'm writing now covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Logan, uh, mandatory minicamp means Tom Brady was on the field, right? It's mandatory. Even the GOAT has to show up for mandatory things. Those That's just kind of how it works. Uh, you've seen the Buccaneers practice this offseason before Tom Brady arrived. We know that Ron Ryan Jensen said that with Tom on the field and in the huddle and all that's just a different level of energy, different level of competition, uh, not only on the field, but did you feel that as well watching them this time compared to pre-Brady showing up for practice? It kind of felt like a whole 180, David, from going and seeing even the rookie mini camps, And then, you know, Caleb was also there to see some of the OTAs, a lot more faster pace. And even Mike Evans told us yesterday, um, you know, just about him and how he likes to run these practices. It really goes to show how much Tom Brady works on his craft during the offseason. I know he's over here doing the match and doing all these interviews and traveling everywhere and also wanting to spend a lot of time with his family. That's been something that he's made point blank that he wants to enjoy this offseason with family and then get back to work. But when he shows up, it is time to work watching him all throughout the week. It is pretty interesting to see how much faster paced these practices are. And I think Brady in his press conference kind of alluded to that, saying, you know, we we kind of can end things quicker and, and some of these the schedule of the practices and a little bit earlier than expected, or at least on the schedule sheet. I know some of the SIDs were telling us, you know, with, with Brady here, things kind of move a little bit smoother and faster. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's no breaks for him. And that's something that I think overall the team likes, Mike Evans likes, Ryan Jensen likes. They want to get in there, get their work done, and move at a pace that you know is ran by a guy that has won this many Super Bowls, and uh, that's how they're going to do it. That's how they're going to run it. It's not only going to affect the offense, but it's going to affect the defense too. So that's something. Just when Brady's in the house on the field, that's just how it's going to be. Absolutely. Now, uh, again, so this is your first year running uh, Bucks Game Day. It's actually now coined Bucks Game Day. I think it was all all Bucks. I think is what it was before uh, before you took over. So this is your first year on the beat covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, Tom Brady is right in front of you. I mean, you've seen plenty of of talented players, plenty of quarterbacks with the Florida State Seminoles, and some good ones obviously coming through that that program. But this is Tom Brady. So I mean, 
let's be honest here, right? So, so we're, we're media members. There's supposed to be no bias involved, but we're also football fans. How much of a kind of a, oh man, that's Tom Brady moment did you have and how long did it take you to kind of click in and say, okay, back to the work that's involved? Yeah, well, see, it's a really interesting situation because I am a diehard, you know, off the, off the, you know, media side, I'm a Steelers fan, big time Steelers fan. So I've never been too much of a fan of Brady because he's ruined a lot of our Super Bowl chances. <laughs> so going into this, I was definitely in a pretty rough situation. Definitely when we got the opportunity that Sports Illustrated gave us to go down there cover and knew that we'd hopefully be able to obtain credentials and be there. And, you know, now with Brady coming back and unretiring to see him in person and then be at that press conference specifically, it was kind of a whole lead up type deal because we were told early on in the week that we would be speaking with Brady. And this was a big time press conference. I mean, there was a lot of big hitters and I'm sure we'll discuss, but there was a lot of question marks going into this press conference. And for me, my first time being there, you know, I, I might not be the biggest fan of him just off of a football fan aspect of me being a Pittsburgh Steeler. I still most certainly give a major respect to him on what he's done all throughout his career on the football field. You just can't deny any of that. So being there kind of felt definitely surreal, kind of had to make sure though, that it was all business and made sure that we got all of the content done with all of the crazy stories and question marks that were going in that press conference, but definitely a very surreal feeling to be right there in front of Brady. Absolutely. And, and more to come, obviously, uh, for Bucks game day and for you yourself and hopefully for, for pretty much all of us on the staff. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to be down there for a week in Tampa and then hopefully a week in Nashville as they do that as well. So we'll be all over the place. Um, one, like you said, storylines galore, right? And this is really the first time Brady has been in front of the, the local media. He's done some shows, done some interviews and all that stuff. But uh, two major storylines. The first one I want to talk about. Uh, the Miami Dolphins rumors, it had to come up. And for anybody who's like, oh, why are we still talking about this? Look, local media really hasn't gotten the crack at talking about this story. Now, what's interesting, though, Logan, is Tom didn't really deny it. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't really come out and say, like, no, it's trash. It's garbage. It never happened. Nothing. You know, he didn't really deny it. What did you take from his comments, though? No, I definitely came away thinking, you know, something there had to have been some discussions and that's yeah. practically what he said. You know, he's not going to give us confirmation on anything. He doesn't have to do that. Maybe uh, maybe later on down the road, we'll get answers, but he doesn't have to tell us anything. But it was a little interesting there. If we're going to go, you know, we'll bring it up to with Bruce Arians, where that comment was made and asking about the relationship. He said at point blank that that was just, you know, silly talk. They have a good relationship and really good communication. So yep. that is all media and media and all fake there. But when it came to the Miami story here, which we've heavily covered at BucksGameDay.com, that, you know, he kind of kept that open to allowing to have the assumption from fans and the media that there were maybe were some discussions there. And it showed, you know, telling that there was opportunities Everywhere that he goes, definitely he specifically put in a time period, three to four years where he's, you know, looking for things not only on the football field, but maybe on the outside. And, you know, I know there was different rumors and reports from right. all different kinds of reporters and outlets, national media that he was having discussions, not only just to join the Buccaneers or join the Miami Dolphins as a quarterback, but also an organization um, in that office. And so that's something where when he brought up opportunities and, you know, off the field that it still all starts to kind of make sense, which now you, the conversation begins even more. And, and as you know, is Brady going to Miami? Was that a plan this off season? He mm-hmm. talked to us. He said, you know, I'm here. He kind of, 
maneuvered it pretty quickly there in the latter half of his answer because he does give definitely really good answers and lengthy ones, but he made sure at the end there, the last minute or so to key in on, you know, this is the team that I want to come play for, you know, Bowles is here. You've got Bruce Arians still in the fold, which he said they have a really good relationship. You know, he's not on the field type of guy anymore, but mm -hmm. he's ready to play under Coach Bowles. And he also mentioned, too, which we'll talk about, you know, he came to play for Bruce Arians and he talked about that relationship, too. So and he, and he really does like these players and you can see it during practice. He has really close connection with a lot of these guys. And you can tell with Mike Evans and some of the newcomers, too, that he's starting to build relationships with and some of the, the free agents that the Buccaneers have brought in so far. There's a lot to uh, there's a lot to kind of go with this story, but he he didn't push it down completely. So uh, we'll just keep an eye on it. Absolutely, and of course, Tom is is the quarterback that everybody's going to focus on, right? But there's also a, a question about the future, and you know, when Tom was quote unquote retired, it was is it going to be Blaine Gabbard? Is it going to be Kyle Trask? Is the team just going to kind of start rebuilding for the future? All these other questions: Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but now we know it's it's Tom, and then it's Blaine, and it's Kyle, and whether or not Kyle is going to overcome Blaine Gabbert for that second position and, and all those other things uh, is to be determined. But looking at Blaine Gabbert, looking at uh, Kyle Trask, even Ryan Griffin, like, did anything stand out about those three? Do you have kind of like a favorite quarterback from uh, the mini camp of those guys? I think behind Brady, I think it has to be Gabbert. He was getting most of the reps. You know, we were seeing a lot of movement for Trask, and we heard from some of the coaches and reports that, you know, he was kind of going to be allowed to get some more reps and be put in there because they wanted to give him some more experience as much as possible. But mm -hmm. I thought Gabbert looked good. And I'll tell you what, he's most likely the biggest vocal guy on offense. We know that, you know, Brady is really competitive and he's very communicative. But as a standout, as a guy that is running an offense and, uh, being the general for it. That's something that Gabbard, I know a lot of the uh, beat reporters around me while watching the entire minicamp throughout the week were really impressed with how Gabbard was was leading down the field. It's nothing, you know, on the same cycle as Brady does and how he runs that offense, but still as a guy that's going over and, and directing an offense and putting guys in positions where they need to be along with, you know, making sure the running backs are put in the right spot. Some, there's some newcomers everywhere and guys yeah. learning the offense. So this is a veteran. This is a veteran guy that knows what he's doing. And I, I think, you know, with Trask behind him, you know, I think there's still some learning to do. And, you know, I think Gabbard is a guy that can easily back up and continue to back up. Uh, Tom Brady, but you'd like to see Trask make a move up there because you, you see the physical attributes. You saw what he did at you saw what he did at Florida, yeah. but can he run against a NFL defense where every week these guys are studi studying your film for six hours a day and they're <laughs> they're preparing for you and, and they know exactly what kind of attributes you did at Florida and what you're doing on the NFL stage. So uh, the, I think Gabbert is a guy that impressed me. I got to say he was very vocal and, and felt like a general. And that's maybe something that he got uh, off of uh, Tom Brady, you know, and it kind of yeah. switched to for Gabbert there when I saw him practicing before Brady arrived and one of the OTAs. And the uh, rookie mini camps, you get to see too, you know, just how he works. And uh, I think I think Gabbard's a good spot uh, right now to be the backup for Brady. Still early. More with Logan Robinson coming out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mandatory mini camps coming up here in a minute. But first, let's talk about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news. From MMA and UFC to boxing, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, 
including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. We'll get back to my conversation with Logan Robinson of Bucks Game Day here in just a minute, coming fresh out of the Buccaneers mandatory mini camp. But first, we have an important favor to ask all of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long. And everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And thanks ahead for your help. Logan Robinson, founder and owner of Knoll Game Day and Bucks Game Day, powered by Sports Illustrated. Both of those sites powered by Sports Illustrated. On Twitter, you can find them at Logan's Twitty. And, and Logan, we talked about the quarterbacks. Obviously, Tom Brady has got to be the first topic of conversation, right? But let's move uh, to the trenches. And let's actually start on the defensive front. That's where the Buccaneers' first draft pick of the 2022 NFL draft is residing in rookie Logan Hall. You have veteran Akeem Hicks who came in to kind of help what we presume is going to be to replace Ndamukong Sue. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we can stop saying presume at this point in time. I think it's pretty clear that Dominic Sue uh, is not coming back. But what did you see out of both Logan and Akeem? And how do you think this defensive line looks like or looks as far as how they're meshing early on in this process? Well, it was crazy. I know I sent in the group chat yesterday. I almost got ran over by Akeem Hicks, something that is a rookie mistake. Definitely on my end being that close. Uh, the SIDs yeah. kind of had to push me back a little bit but i'm curious guy and i want to get as close as possible and uh no akeem hicks is definitely impressive i think he's got some work to do in the conditioning and he kind of alluded to that in one of his uh, press conferences he talked to us after the first day and he was he's a big time newcomer in this organization and uh, i think he's going to do some trimming we asked him what his uh, weight was at right now and he said i'm going to keep that one to myself and that kind of goes to the same factor over to a guy leonard fournette that you know these guys have enjoyed the offseason i believe but they're one in the trim down by keem hicks just overall you can see his veteran leadership you know he was working with the ones um all throughout the week but seeing him up close was really nice and he's still learning the system a little bit but you you expect a guy to kind of catch on and latch on pretty quickly he and vita vey next with one another that's a that's a scary look i'll talk about logan hall with man the, the, the speed, that's something that a few of yeah. the other reporters that were there, we were discussing about how fast his get off is. You know, he's got the size and Coach Bowles talked about that, too. He's got the size. He's got the factors, but they want to really see these guys in pads before anything happens. Definitely on Hall's side, because this is going to be his first time getting NFL experience. Akeem Hicks, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. So you're not too right. worried about him putting on the pads. But with Logan Hall, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. That's something Ryan Jensen also mentioned too. A lot can change when the pads come on. And he's, and you know, Ryan Jensen's going to talk really highly about his offensive line as he absolutely should. So it's understandable for Logan Hall to maybe take a little bit of time to get used to everything. But whenever it's shorts and they got the jerseys on and, and just looking at him up close, like we were yesterday, he's a very impressive, um, guy I and mean, he's got the size the length the frame but that get off speed is something that i think a lot of tampa bay bucks fans should be excited for this upcoming season if he does end up contributing pretty early which i think a lot of us are, are expecting yeah i was saying so all the intangibles everything that you want in a guy he looks the part and like you said we just gotta see what happens when the helmets are, are really hitting and when the pads come on i mean i saw a, a report that uh that jalen darden is kind of expected to be maybe a surprise 
uh, player in this year's in this year's camp. And um, Buccaneers fans who predate Tom Brady will remember the infamous Kenny Bell, who always looked really great in shorts and jerseys. Uh, and then as soon as the pads came on, just disappeared off the field. So uh, with with guys like Jalen, no no offense to Jalen, no shade intended. I'm going to wait until we see him uh, possibly start taking some hits before we we crown him the next great Bucks wide receiver. But on the other side of the trenches, offensive line has some questions. Shaq Mason traded in from the New England Patriots. Aaron Stinney, Super Bowl champion, right? Started, played the Super Bowl, helped them win the Super Bowl. So he's definitely got some experience. And then Luke Gedeke, I'm going to be honest with you, Logan. I, every time I say his name, I'm worried that I'm saying it wrong because I can't ever remember the, the correct pronunciation. But anything you can glean from the rotation there on like who the quote-unquote starters are, if we had to call them that here in, in minicamp mini stage? I think I think it's definitely a little a little early. I know a lot of the yeah. newcomers and then even the veterans guys at, during the press conference also didn't know how to go with uh, Gedeke's name. That's what I think everybody's going off of here. Yeah. <laughs> but all all three are definitely an, an impressive impressive group. And Ryan Jensen talked about them and said there's a lot of learning to do. I think mm-hmm. too it's it's really early. Um, to maybe say on who, who maybe will be end up starting on on this group, and that might be a good thing. I mean, you're facing against a really good defensive line. I mean, that's something that I think Ryan Jensen is really excited for this upcoming uh, camp. That going into training camp with you and me will be there in attendance for that. That's gonna be something fun to watch because it's not only you know, definitely gonna make that offensive line better, but it's gonna make it really yeah. competitive. You're gonna find out who you're gonna put there to start, and definitely whenever you're going into those battles where you're gonna be facing, you know, Miami on this practice. Practices, which I know you like a lot, David, during these practices, maybe not to the games, but when it comes to practices and stuff that's maybe kind of behind the scenes, you're going to find out who is going to be a starter. But there's definitely some high praise for some of these newcomers coming in, guys with some experience, some that are, are just fresh, new in the NFL world. Uh, and so I think I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to find out a lot more once we get into training camp. Guys were kind of being shuffled around left and right. Um but, you know, the main goal, number one, it always will be is to protect Tom Brady back there and not allow any hits. And, Absolutely. you know, Ryan Jensen being the general there for a lot of those younger guys and the newcomers is what you like. You know, and that's something that Ryan Jensen talked about whenever he said Tom Brady's coming back. You know, I, I didn't really make it a decision for him to come back, but he knew, you know, that, that's the quarterback I want to play for. And he's going to he's going to make sure those guys are ready to block for him. Absolutely. This is going to be the third time on the Locked on Bucks podcast that I say I need to invite Ryan Jensen back onto the show. We had him on a couple years ago and I need to get back in touch with his people. Um, maybe this time I'll actually remember to do it. Hopefully he's a, he's a good person to talk to. Obviously talk speaking of newcomers though, there's some other rookies, right? We talked about Gedeke Rashad white. Uh, I, I, I almost put on my Arizona state hoodie for this, for this interview, but I was like, you know, what? we're going to talk about Rashad. Let me leave the ASU gear on the side right now. Just to, just to clean things up. Kate Otten, I know he was he was catching some passes, but probably not doing a whole lot, right? Jake Camarda, I mean, if there's a position out there that you really can't take anything away from in minicamp, it's punters and place kickers. Uh, but Zion McCollum, Andre Anthony, anything there from those guys? And then Keefe, I mean, you were dropping some some interesting things in the group text. So what was what was going on with Co there? I want to start off with Co because yes, yeah. I was kind of trying to throw some stuff in there because I'm not going to just blow up y'all's phones just to throw in some silly stuff. Co Keith <laughs> kind of impressed a lot of us there by his catching abilities, and nobody was expecting that whatsoever. I think yeah. how many career catches was it? I believe 12, 13, like barely something. more than me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> playing college, obviously. So I think, yeah, definitely in the teens, David. And so watching him catch these balls left and right some plays back to back i mean nothing too crazy i do i will say though on the first day he caught one down the middle 
uh, extremely impressive catch over the shoulder. And I think Co is kind of showing, hey, you know, I can be a versatile guy. You know, whenever we got to talk to him during, you know, his first interview with us during the NFL draft, he said, you know, I'm going to try to come in and work and do as much as I can, just like how, you know, Gronkowski can be a two-way guy. He can block sure. and he, he can also be a pass catcher. And I think that's something that Co has in his mindset coming into the early parts of these camps. I, he definitely was really impressive. If Tampa Bay Bucks fans want to keep an eye on somebody, at least on the offensive side and in that tight end room, keep an eye on Cohen. You know, Cade has definitely the physical attributes. He's right. got the length, and he also caught a few touchdowns in the end zone when they were doing red zone team drills. And he definitely he definitely looks in, and he can go up and lengthy catch some of these balls over some of these DBs, and it's not even fair. So you like the tight end room. Going back to your guy, Rashad, David, we didn't get to see him the first day, but second yeah. day he came out and was with the juice, and – it's really, I you know, going off maybe just pictures because that's all we kind of get to go off of until we get to see him in person. You could tell that this is a bigger cat. This is a bigger yeah. guy in person. I think he's still getting acclimated. It's nice to see him, um, you know, be behind a little bit with Leonard Fournette. You know, he's still, and Leonard Fournette brought up Rashad in his press conference this week talking about, you know, Rashad's quote and saying, you know, I want to be the starting running yeah. back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want to be that guy. And Leonard said, point blank, you know, I, I I would say, if not, I did say the same thing whenever I was a rookie. I want to come in and start immediately. And he respected that, but he also knows that he's going to have to compete with Leonard Fournette, who's yeah. also working on trimming down his body. And so, uh, you know, I, I think Rashad is definitely an impressive specimen that I think you'll definitely look forward to. I don't know, David, you haven't even gotten the jersey yet, so... We'll be we'll be waiting to see on that um, on that front, but I think those those three guys I think were probably the most impressive so far to kind of stand out for us. You know, we're kind of over here with the binoculars over here mm -hmm. to our head looking at everybody, but it's been impressive. But I think too, you can see the, the Rashad White. He's not only just a guy that can run, but he's he's going to be a threat in the pass game too, and that's something that he did in his past uh, college years. Final stretch here with Logan Robinson on Twitter again at Logan's Twitty founder and owner of Knowles mm -hmm. Game Day and Bucks Game Day. Both sides powered by Sports Illustrated. Uh, you've touched on it a couple of times. So let's let's actually talk about this just real quick. James and I kind of already gave our takes. I feel like your take is probably going to be the same. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I saw again. I saw a Twitter uh, uh, comments leftover Lenny, right? Has appeared, uh, to mandatory minicamp. And again, I feel like Leonard Fournette can laugh at himself. So I don't feel like that would be offensive to him. Uh, if he hears it, but obviously he knows he's overweight. He knows he needs to get trimmed down. He's a veteran. He's going to do it. I don't think anybody's really worried about it, but are you at all worried about it? No, I don't think so. And I, this, like I said, this, well, you said earlier, this is my first time being in person and joining uh, the beat here in Tampa. So I'm learning how these NFL guys work with their bodies and such. It's a lot different than how it is in college where there's workouts going on now, Monday through Friday here in Tallahassee. So, and it's all up to now these guys that get paid, they work on their bodies and they do what they want to do with them. And I think for me, you know, I think it's just more upper body. He, really impressive lower body wise. I feel like he's, he's in good shape there, but I think there's definitely some top heaviness there that he can trim mm -hmm. off 10 pounds. You know, that's pretty much what he said. You know, he told us, I believe he's around 240, 245 range. He wants to get down in that yeah. 230, 235 area. I think it's really just 10 pounds. And that's something he can do. He was right. out there wearing 
lot of the sweatshirts, making sure that he had the extra sweat coming off. So he was using a little bit of this mini camp to do his workouts. And he talked to, you know, with Tom Brady and they talked about, you know, Leonard going up and visiting the Patriots and Tom Brady (laughs) saying, get, get your, you know what, down here, it's time to work out. And that's when Leonard knew that, yeah, I should probably start getting in shape because Tom Brady's going to run me all around and we're going to do some routes (laughs) and everything. So that's something that, Leonard brought up and I'm, I'm not too worried about that David I think he'll he'll be just fine this is a veteran guy that knows what he's done and this is not his first you know I think there's been right. some times before where he's packed on some pounds but you know what it's off season he's enjoying it I don't blame him I, I might have added a couple more pounds during the summer we're enjoying life it's time to have fun but you're right you know you got to get ready for training camp that's something Bowles said he's expecting every player to do don't yeah. be silly for this next month or so until that camp begins. And I'm expecting a veteran guy that uh, is a leader there on that offense that uh, you know has made some plays definitely big time in the playoffs. He, I think he's going to be fine. He's definitely impressive to see in person. Though, I'll tell you, I do not want to get ran over by him. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, another position group that's got some newcomers joining it that need to prove themselves and can't figure out who the starter is going to be, who's going to get the, the rotational reps. You pretty much assume the strong safety position uh, is going to be a group effort. But Keanu Neal, Logan Ryan, the newcomers, Mike Edwards, obviously expected to have uh, a role there, too. What'd you take away from this new look safety group there with the Buccaneers? We got to be right by them along with the defensive line. Defensive line was to the right side and then the other side of the end zone. We got to be by some of those defensive backs because we usually don't get to see them up close. And so whenever they moved into the IPF uh, during um, Thursday's practice, we got to see them and just good to see Neil, you know, really starting Mm -hmm. to build relationships with some of those defensive backs. And that's something I think he'll continue to do. You know, he's been able to play at a a few organizations and I think really it's just going to have to see how well he meshes with a a lot of this, a lot of this defensive backfield. Um, Logan Ryan too, you know, the biggest thing with these guys, these are some, these are some good sized defensive backs. And I I think that's something that, you know, the Buccaneers wanted to make sure they, they had in their, and their room going into this upcoming season. Um, you know, a lot of them, I will say, had some good coverages. Um, they were putting, putting really, putting a lot of passes into Tom Brady and maybe, you know, putting a lot of different kind of routes ran on them. And for the most part, I thought Ryan, along with um, Neil, felt like they'd been here before. And that's a really good sign. It seems like they're acclimating well to the defense. And that's something that, you know, Tom Brady is going to probably continue to keep on working them. And and that's something that I think too will help that defensive backfield a whole lot more. But, you know, I want to see some more out of them. I want to see a lot more out of them once it becomes, you know, facing some of these other teams that uh, they'll be facing definitely whenever we get into the preseason. But like you said, your favorite part, whenever they, some of these some of these teams compete in camps. I think that's going to be the best part and seeing how well they're doing. But so far, at least in person, physicality wise and shape, absolutely. And they're making some plays, some tips on the ball and we're, we're in good coverage. You know, that, that was a very, very overall, if I came away from this and it's just exactly what Bulls came, uh, said in the press conference, um, recapping all this, this was a very competitive, energized and talkative, um, mini camp. And, you know, this was my first time. I don't know how to really go off of anything different, but it seemed like Bowles really liked what he saw and even Tom Brady liked it, but you know, Brady's always going to say you can always do better. So, yep. um, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Tom Brady and trying to get better, his wide receiver group, you know, Chris Godwin, uh, Cyril Grayson recently said that 
he's going to surprise people with how quickly he comes back, but that doesn't necessarily mean week one or even necessarily week four. Uh, I mean, some of the projections are December. So if he comes back before Thanksgiving, that's going to be uh, considered to be an early return. In the meantime, Russell Gage is expected to be a big part of this game or the, the passing game. Scotty Miller, all the reports out of out of uh, the Advent Health Training Center, one buck there is that he's looking really, really good. Probably the best he's looked in a couple of years. And Tyler Johnson's actually a guy who came in overweight to training camp last year. What did you see from the wide receiver group? I think most specifically Russell Gage, since he is considered uh, the guy to probably have the biggest role uh, outside of Chris Godwin during his his recovery. Yeah, now Russell's definitely a guy that I think too. Brady said it straightforward to all of us, and I think too. Uh, Gage is going to have to use this for motivation, but he says, you know, the next six weeks or whenever they're building more chemistry, get, chemistry together is going to be huge for them. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's got everything you want and, um, you know, he can make plays and he's also got the competitive nature to him, but can he continue to get better and also build more of that chemistry with Brady, his quarterback. And so I think he, Brady made sure to make sure that he doesn't feel comfortable you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in that press conference, yeah. he doesn't want to make comfortable. And that's something Brady has done plenty, plenty of plenty of times in his past experience in the league is, you know, he'll, he'll make sure his players know we're not going to just chill out here. There's ways to get better. And that's something that Gage uh, can definitely do. And, and continuing, like I said, building the chemistry there. I do want to mention and I meant, meant to mention him earlier and you did. And, you know, we're going off of just shorts and mm-hmm. we're going off of jerseys and stuff. But Jalen Darden. I don't know what it was about this camp, but Tom Brady absolutely loved going to Darden, not only in just short passes, but really in deep balls too. And a lot of those times they connected. And, you know, if that was an offensive guy that stood out to me, definitely in that wide receiver room, it was all day. It was number one. And you know, you I had to pull up, I had to pull up my sheet multiple times and be like, who is this number one guy? But Darden yeah. has really, he's really impressive just for how, how his sizes and the plays mm-hmm. that he can make down the field. And I'm telling you, you know, it felt like a lot with how it was for Big Ben going over to AB. It just kind of felt like his security blanket or a guy that can make plays after catch. Yeah. And he's a shifty dude. And he went, Brady went a lot to Darden all throughout this mini camp. I'm keeping an eye on him. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm a lot with you too on, mm-hmm. I want to see guys with pads. Right. Um, we'll definitely want some extra weight on there on them. But Darden was a guy that impressed me a lot in that wide receiver room. If someone we're keeping an eye out for offensively, I, I'm keeping an eye on, on the little guy, on little Darden. Brady Brady likes what he's got with him. There you go. That'll make Bucks fans very happy to hear. And, and yeah, looking forward to seeing him in pads, see if that can translate when there's a little bit more contact and a little bit more uh, competition on the field against him. Uh, Logan, last question I have for you, and then we'll let you off the hook. We'll let you get out of here. I'm not going to ask you for your least favorite, but I am going to ask you for your most favorite Bucks media member that you have met so far because Bucks fans are very in tune with the Bucks media circle. Oh man, man, I'm getting to know a lot of the beat, which they I gotta say they've been very welcoming, very nice. Yeah. I'm definitely the rookie. I'm I'm definitely the young one in there too. So I kind of sat back when listened to see how the questions were asked. I definitely held back whenever Tom Brady was having his presser. But you know what, you know, definitely Greg Allman, you know, you've kind of introduced me to him, someone that I should have followed early on once we got the opportunity with the SI to cover the Buccaneers. But yeah. just watching Greg, you know, I got to get to know him a lot when we were sitting in that media room watching the <laughs> NFL draft. Definitely on that last day, we were in there eight, nine hours, but just for the, the amount of respect, I think, for a lot of the beat members there that really go nonstop and they really work as a team to cover. And it's really impressive. We got to get to know uh, Brianna Dix, who's now the new um, writer for the Buccaneers. And 
I absolutely was able. <laughs> uh, she's also a newcomer, and I'm tossing my cat to the ground so it doesn't ruin the show. Uh, really, really talented things going on here, but getting to know her because she's also a newcomer there. She's going to be a great addition uh, to the Tampa coverage. That is definitely a team this upcoming season that I'm excited to cover. You know, David, you'll be down there with me too. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys at Pewter Report got to get to know and hang out with, got to see Rick Stroud and do his thing. So a lot of really talented people down there that you know, I'm continuing to hopefully build some relationships with and looking forward to fun covering a team that should, it's going to be a very fun team to cover this upcoming season. So very welcoming and I appreciate everybody that's kind of helped me and definitely the SIDs over there at Tampa Bay. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun season. It's a great group of people uh, to work around there in the Bucks media group for the most part. Um, Greg Allman, the guy, we call him the godfather of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. He was the original host of this very show. Uh, and when he stepped away to kind of start doing his athletic thing and some other things, we were uh, we were we were lucky enough to be able to, to follow in those footsteps and and hopefully have have made him proud with some of the things that we've done here. But Logan Robinson, fresh to the beat, but you, you guys, I say you guys because I was a little bit of a late starter to the group, but I mean, Bucks game day, uh, killing the cover so far, a great group of guys uh, that I've been enjoying getting to know and getting to know you 